And honestly, you're, you're blinded until, you know, someone comes alongside you and says, Hey, let me, let me help you through that process. And, you know, that's kind of why I wanted to be on your, your podcast is just kind of share some of my crap, my, my hurdles that, that, that I struggle with and maybe, you know, help other individuals avoid them a lot quicker and collapse that time frame. Welcome to the Prosperity Perspective by DML, a conversation about how successful business owners invest their hard-earned money to preserve their wealth and what they might have done differently in hindsight. Hello, guys. Thank you for joining us today. Today, we're joined by Christian Evans, a uh, self-proclaimed capitalist, uh, pro- drives with a profit-first model, uh, has experienced a lot of success uh, in his businesses, and so excited to get his uh, perspective for us today. Um, Christian, you want to take a moment and introduce yourself? Hey, man. Uh, first of all, I love what you're doing here. And obviously, uh, you know, I appreciate, you know, allowing me to share my story a little bit and my expertise and kind of the pain and the frustration just to kind of share, you know, a little bit of, you know, experience. So I, I was in a situation uh, many years ago when I remember numerous times when I was running Facebook ads and I was running, you know, um, you know, $2,000 a week. And at that time, it was a lot of money. And I remember numerous times when I was spending 2000 bucks, and then I made you know, $2,500. I was only profitable 500 bucks. And then that was horrible because, well, it, it kept me to go to the next week. But then the thing was, is I was never able to grow and scale. And, and now I remember, you know, um, a few years back when we were running, you know, Facebook ads on 50 bucks a day to all of a sudden, you know, two, three, four thousand $4,000 a day. Uh, but my point is, is, you know, I understand the frustrations definitely with COVID and everything, you know, but, you know, beyond that, right. Of building a business and scaling the business, we all want freedom. But then what happens is, you know, we, um, we get, we get, we get bombarded by all this, all this stuff. So just to share with you, I've, I've been able to help a lot of people uh, in the done for you model and the business opportunity, people that struggle with Facebook, uh, you know, FBA, drop shipping, e-commerce. And I was able to help them scale to, you know, mid six figure to a few of them to seven figures, uh, which is really awesome. Uh, and it was empowering to actually help these people, you know, have a plan B. And now I've had an exit strategy with that. And now I help uh, coaches and consultants do more of, you know, scaling their offer um, to uh, automating and scaling on, on YouTube ads and LinkedIn and Google. And so uh, that's been very impactful because, again, it's that compound effect, right? When you help one individual, now they can help tens of thousands of individuals. And uh, when you do that over and over again, uh, you know, you, you start really uh, seeing the um, the fruits of your labor at a very high level. And so that's kind of where I'm at. And I'm very excited. And But obviously that that journey is a lot of crap and struggle that I think a lot of individuals are at, definitely so, you know, solo entrepreneurs and um, that, you know, struggle with just building systems. And honestly, you're, you're blinded until, you know, someone comes alongside you and says, Hey, let me, let me help you through that process. And, you know, that's kind of why I wanted to be on your, your podcast is just kind of share some of my crap, my, my hurdles that, that, that I struggle with and maybe, you know, help other individuals avoid them a lot quicker and collapse that time frame. Yeah. We love hearing stories here and, uh, you know, the different perspectives that definitely help the audience, uh, you know, think through some things and, you know, take nuggets here or there. When you mention uh, made for you model, done for you model, um, can you expand a little bit? I assume it was, you know, building out some sales funnels that, uh, you know, people could take and apply to their product offerings. But can you explain a little bit of that for the audience? 
Yeah, real quick. So very simply, you know, our audience were individuals that struggle with FBA, you know, fulfilled by Amazon drop shipping, e-commerce, what uh, Shopify, they've tried that stuff, right? And then they just, they, for, for whatever reason, they didn't have the mentorship, they didn't have the system, they didn't have the one-on-one hand, you know, hand-holding. And so what we did was we basically did it for them. Um, and I said, you know, now the thing was, is it was a higher ticket item because then it filtered higher level caliber people, which is awesome. And then what happened very simply was, um, you know, we, we work with those individuals, high caliber, high achievers that really had a desire and implemented a system that we already knew works. We had like 15 sales funnel e-commerce products that we already know work and produce results. And then what we did was we said, hey, let's go to implement this from a marketing strategy to the sales funnel, to the fulfillment, that whole process. Okay. Cause we already had those relationships. And then we were able to scale a lot faster. So we didn't, we didn't work with people that like, Hey, I want to use this product. I want to sell it. No, we already have products that work. Let's go ahead and work the things that we already produce. Okay. And then what would happen is as we would help them scale, you know, now they're making 10, 15, 20, $40,000 a month in, 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 in revenue, which is fantastic. We would take 6% of that over, over, um, you know, a 12 month period, which was fine because now we have skin in the game and we want you to succeed because we get 6% over a hundred clients of ours that help them, you know, scale six figures. Well, all of a sudden that's pretty good cash flow. And so, like I said, that was kind of an exit strategy. Um, and, and now obviously, you know, pivoting toward, toward helping coaches, coach coaches is what I like to say. So, yeah. Awesome. So as you were going through that and, uh, you know, that first business, um, and you started to achieve profitability, what was your framework or your structure in terms of how you thought about, you know, where did you put the free cash flow? right? Did you dump it all back in the business? Did you go buy a fancy car? Like, uh, how did you determine, you know, where to put that profitability? Yeah. So let me just share with you. So I am, I am um, sometimes stupid at this. Very, very stupid because I, I love money. Okay. And I love cash flow. So it was direct response, right? So when I was putting a dollar in, I was making $4 back. But it wasn't always like that, okay, Liam. It was actually, you know, in a situation like I said earlier on, where we were spending two thousand dollars a week, and we were making twenty five hundred dollars. And I was like, okay, this sucks. This is horrible. Something's going on. Also, I remember numerous times when, man, I got so frustrated. I, I remember we were we were momentum, right? Creating momentum. We had phone calls. We had things. We had okay. We had closes, and then all of a sudden, Facebook deactivated our account. Now, that was our only lead generation. I needed Facebook to keep going because I was in a situation, which I, I hate to be in, where I needed the income from my new sales to pay my salespeople, right? That's a horrible, horrible situation to be in. And so one of the things is I came across a book called Profits First, okay? And, um, and then obviously, I always uh, had on, on my podcast a person that is an accountant, a bookkeeper that talks about the profit first system and basically saying, hey, you have five accounts and you, what you do is you don't just randomly start pivoting toward this, right? But what happens is as the money comes in, you automate that process where, okay, 3% comes over here into your, into your paying your, yourself first. 3% comes over here you know, to operating expenses or 60% goes to operating expenses and whatever, whatever. And you, you designate that and delegate that in an automated process because I knew myself I am not disciplined in that avenue, right? When I have $2,500 coming to my bank, guess what I'm doing? I'm spending full $2,500. So what did I have to do? I had to figure out myself, right? My personality, my personality was I love to spend, right? <laughs> and I would shove it right back in ad spend because that was the thing, right? But also I had at that time, I didn't have a job. I was doing my business full time. And so I needed that income to pay for my personal expenses. So that's why I was like, okay, I got to find a solution because I hate this situation. I hate this feeling. I mean, it just, it was horrible, right? I'd make $2,500, 
my wife would look at it like, yeah, that's awesome. And then I'd spend $2,500. And uh, it was never a good situation. So I, I figured out we have to figure something. Okay. And that's when I started doing like small little increments of, okay. And this, what I realized is like, you'll never achieve financial success at a high level unless you win the small game, right? And let me explain. See, if you have a hundred dollars and you don't have the discipline to put, you know, 20% of that into another account, then first of all, automate it. And then let me just tell you that even if you have $100 and you're not able to win over that, then you'll never have a million dollars and put 20% away and be disciplined. Does that make sense? And so that's one of the reasons why it's like you have to win those small games. And a lot of people think reverse engineer. A lot of people think opposite. They say, well, when I get a million dollars, then I will, right? And the reality is, no, that's why you will never achieve a million dollars or two million or 50 million or 100 million, right? Because you don't have that discipline on the front end. And so again, my personality was... Um, you know, I, I just, you know, if you give me a hundred bucks, I'm not going to do it. So what I do is I, I leverage systems, automation to do it for me. So that decision is not even, I'm not even tempted to make that decision, right? I don't, you know, Hey, 2,500 bucks automatically that 20% or 5% or whatever that increment is, I put it over here into these specific, uh, specific categories, operating expenses, 60%. You know, uh, I started like 1% paying myself first because that's something I knew, okay, hey, that's something that's that won't that won't hurt the business too much. One percent. And then I, over a period of time, which was like three, six months, I implemented the whole process of okay, now I'm putting 15% and paying myself. But now what happens is 15% of of a lot of money, well that's a lot of money, right? And so um just to share with you, that's kind of what I did, but it was it, it was a struggle. It really was. But the biggest point was I just got frustrated with being in that situation all the time where, okay, I needed the, the consistent fl flow of leads, sales, to pay for my operating expenses. Like literally, I needed tomorrow's sales to pay for yesterday's expenses. Um, and that's that was never a good way to run a business, honestly. And so over a period of time, you know, like I said, there was also another another. Um, fund where, okay, hey, we, we put one, three percent, one to three, four, five percent into a savings account. Boom. I would not, um, would not have access to it. Now, one of the things is also is, again, my personality, this may not be, some other people have more discipline than I do, which is awesome, but I do not sit here and uh, I make it, I make it complicated, a lot of hurdles to get access to that money. Because I know if I can just get on my, my, my app, and transfer the money electronically and all of a sudden I can use it. It becomes more accessible for me. Again, that's just my personality. Some people are more disciplined. That's awesome. But I just knew I had to have a whole bunch of hurdles to be able to make sure that my plan is operating accordingly. And the reality was, did I would like to do it? No, of course not. But did I have to? Did I like the result of what I did create? Yes. And that was the question I had to ask myself. What's the result that I want? Well, I want to be in a situation when COVID hits, right? When everything hits, when when all of a sudden Facebook deactivates, I don't care. Because guess what? I have other avenues to keep the whole business going. I'm not afraid of the, the cash flow. And honestly, we all know that um, – Cash flow is the number one reason why a lot of businesses die. And it's, I, I, to me, I don't think it's a lack of cash flow as much as leveraging and, and disciplining yourself with the cash flow that you have. Because a lot of people, you know, again, it's, it's just naturally. Uh, is, is business really that complicated? No. Is life that complicated? We all know. You know, it's like, hey, we know if we you know, in, invest $500 a month since 20 years old, and you stop doing it for 20, you know, 26, we know that you'll be a multimillionaire. Like there, there's, there's no, there's no 
it's not a coincidence. It will happen, right? But the thing is, is do we do it? And that's the reality is we don't do it. And I think that's the biggest thing is sometimes it's, it's not that complicated. It's just implementing these systems and automating it, but it's just our personality. And we like to obviously, hey, we want to scale. We got to you know hustle. We got to put all the money back in the business, right? And the reality is uh, a lot of those, those little um, quotes, if you will, those cliches are inaccurate, I think. A lot of different areas I want to dive into. Um, the first, you talked a little bit about your personality and kind of understanding yourself and what your uh, proclivities and habits were. How did you get to a point of being able to identify that and acknowledging, you know, that you needed to put these structures and um, systems in place that made it difficult for you to access the money? Yeah, that's a good question. One of the things is, is I think we all live our life in cycles, right? And you don't really grow until you break through that cycle. And a lot of people, we live our life in a subconscious way where we're just going through habits and whatever and beliefs and limiting beliefs that just drive us and we don't even are, are, are aware of it. And one of the things is obviously I've read a lot of books and talking about that and certain questions that you have to ask yourself and you have to stop and say, okay, Christian, why am I living my life? Why? First of all, I'm living my life in a very anxious state, right? It's, it's a state where, okay, I don't like the anxiety. I don't like the stress. I don't like, okay, all of a sudden it's reactive instead of being proactive. And so how do I make sure that um, I implement systems, disciplines to be able to have a more proactive state than a reactive state? And again, it's that concept. See, I, I was I actually, I was listening to, oh, I forget the guy's name, but anyways, he talks about, if you look at the NFL, the NFL players, uh, the NFL teams that win the Super Bowl tend to have a really good defense more so than the offense. And I found that very interesting. You can agree or disagree. We can have that conversation later. However, though, I found that very interesting. It was a good conversation to have. So I started saying, okay, Christian, how do I implement a really good defense? And in fact, if you look at a lot of billionaires, okay, the, yes, they have a percentage of their revenue that they have for just like, hey, if I lose it, it's not going to, um, it's like FU money, right? It's, it's not, it's not going to hurt me, right? It's just, Hey, here I have a hundred thousand, 200,000, a million dollars to play with. And if I lose it, it's not going to hurt me. Right. But the reality is that when you get that higher level, it's a matter of building the defenses to make sure you do not lose the money that you already have. And that's, what's the, the toughest part. Uh, when we're when we're small solar entrepreneurs, we're making, you know, 10, 15, 20, 50, a hundred thousand dollars, um, a month, that's pretty good income, but it's like, okay, well, that money can be gone very quickly and we have to be disciplined with it. Again, you know, if you like to do coaching or like, you know, get, get, you know, be part of mastermind groups or something like that, that's cool, but put a budget toward it. Don't just say, oh, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I've got a hundred thousand, right? That's what I was doing. And I just always assumed that that money was always going to be coming in. And then when that money stops, for whatever reason, right? Things we can't control. All of a sudden we're like, oh crap, what's happening? And so, you know, you think about it this way, um, you know, Microsoft still has, you think about this in Apple, they all have 12 months of expenses on hand in cash flow. That's just crazy to think about even how big of a company they have. They literally, even if they don't make any sales and all the money stops flowing into that company, they have 12 months that they can still survive because they have that amount of cash flow. Now, yes, there will be you know other things that they'll, they'll, they'll readjust and stuff, but my point is they have 12 months of cash flow. And, um, but it all started with 100 bucks, right? Win that small war, and then all of a sudden, when you graduate to 100,000, to a million, to several million dollars, that's how you do it. It's just that small, winning that small war. But again, understand your personality. Again, my personality is tremendously different, but asking those real tough questions about yourself, I think, is, is imperative to understand 
how to build these systems to operate around you um, to, to facilitate your weaknesses, if you will. So you talked about these defensive strategies, right? You talked about making it difficult to access your money. You talked about certain allocations going to different accounts. Are there other strategies that you put in play to protect or grow your money on the side uh, that, you know, was the reserve money or something that you were going to use down the road versus spend now? Yeah. So one of the things, one of the things that I love is I was listening to another guy and he talks about, you know, lifestyle. So, you know, um, you have to ask yourself, you know, I, I always hate to be one of those people that like, okay, I have $10 million, but I, 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 I never bought a car. I lived in a small house. I want to actually enjoy life, right? You know, and I don't want to be one of those people that just like, oh my gosh, you know, I got a bajillion dollars, but I never really enjoyed life. I never had a donut. I never went, you know, uh, skydiving or anything, you know, like there's, that's, that's what I realized. So you have to ask yourself, what kind of lifestyle do you want to live and what kind of income do you want to have to be able to facilitate that lifestyle? So it's okay to have a Lambo. Cool, wonderful, but make sure that your asset is paying for that liability, right? Um, and so that's the way I look at it. Now, to answer your question, my dad and I, we also do a lot of real estate. Um, the reason why it's just, it's, it's more of a cash flow business and it's, it's a good, you know, kind of tax advantage, definitely if you know how to leverage it. So, however, though, I don't focus on too much of anything else. So, again, this is, comes to more of just, you know, focus and energy and where my, my focus can, can run. Um, I could buy some, some stocks and stuff like that and mutual funds and all that other, you know, financial investment stuff. Uh, but I don't, I tend to put a lot of my time and energy. I, I think Andrew Carnegie mentioned this. I'd rather put my, my, instead of having like seven income streams, like what majority people think it's more of putting all my eggs in one basket and then watching that basket like a hawk. And that's what I focus on is like, do just doing one or two or three things. And then just watching those baskets like a hawk. And so a lot of times I do the, 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 the cash flow business, uh, business, which is more of, you know, service providing and stuff like that. And obviously the done for you side of things, which is very cash flow positive. Uh, and then as well as, you know, real estate, which is where I can, you know, uh, it's just a lot of tax advantages um, in, in real estate. And that's where, you know, again, you're creating that passive side of income. So if everything stops, you know, and also what's real estate is is so beautiful. And, and I think you can understand as well, you, you know, if you don't need the income, you can really scale real estate very quickly. What I was basically saying is I just focus on two to three, you know, um, a, uh, you know, baskets, and then really just dial those in. Um, I don't get too like in crypto or anything like that, or NFTs. Yes, are they intriguing? But it's that whole shiny object syndrome again, right? Are people making money? I believe that you can really make money in anything that you put your energy to, but you've got to focus on one to two things. Don't focus on a thousand things. And dialing back to part of what you were saying and kind of your opening comments, so to speak, when you're talking about the profit first model and you're talking about different allocations going to uh, five accounts, right? What are those five accounts for you? And, you know, what are the ideal allocations that you see to each of those? Yeah. So let's kind of dive into that a little bit. So really, um, I put it in about four accounts. Uh, they, they recommend five, but four. So one is profits. Okay. Two is the, uh, the operation side of things. Three is bonuses, and then four is just, you know, obviously savings, okay? So one is paying yourself first. Now, you can't just start paying 10% to yourself, okay? However, though, we all have heard from Dave Ramsey that you got to pay yourself first, and then what happens a lot of times is we, we pay our expenses, and then at the end, we go out and do whatever. So what I would recommend doing is at the beginning, just to slowly pivot because it's, 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 it's hard, right? It's, it's difficult. I would do start one to 2%. 
because all of a sudden you start doing one to two, uh, one to two percent. It's so small and incremental. So you get a thousand bucks. Okay, that's only ten dollars. It's not that much, but it's so incremental that over a period of time, as you start increasing that, you'll start seeing some. You know, it's, it's a habit that will produce. Right, long term, you have to think compound. Uh, one business owner I was talking to, it took him two years to implement all four of the strategies. That's okay, but he implemented it. Right, me was slightly different because I implemented a little earlier. So number one is profits first, paying yourself, and then as well as bonuses. So every, um, depending upon your people and how big your organization is, you know, I would, I would, you know, incentivize these people. And so you have a bonus. So every, every three months or every quarter, or every six months, or whatever it looks like you pay out certain bonuses. So that's the bonus ratio. I always like to put like three to 4% in there as well. That's just cash flow that I can use for incentives, for my sales team, for whatever it may be. Okay. Uh, and it's just more of like equity, you know, giving out some of the some of the revenue and then three is operating expenses that's going to be majority of your stuff so that's um your, your taxes your stuff like that um your your just your operating expenses any expense whatever it may be that's about 50 to 60 percent depending upon obviously what that looks like for your business your operating expenses but i would keep around 50 to 60 percent and then of course like i said the fourth is the savings where you just got money sitting there and, and i always like to push that a little heavy at the beginning so i like to do about 10 to 12 percent off the bat um, so that's kind of what i look at now again each each you have to have, figure out your own like niche um and and sometimes your operating expense may be 70 percent, and then that's what allows you to stop and say okay well and what i always find interesting and, and let me just give you an example, Liam. Sometimes when we have money sitting there, we, as entrepreneurs, we say, oh, we can spend that money, right? When we have a credit limit, we can spend that money. We've got X amount of dollars available. What happens, and I find this very interesting, is when you put a constraint on your mindset, okay, I don't have $100,000 to spend. I only have 60000 a month for my operating expenses. Now, all of a sudden, your mind starts getting creative and finding out, okay, well, what is the fat that I need to get rid of? What are expenses that I do not need any longer? And what what employees do I not need anymore? Right? All of a sudden, you allow to, you know, trim that fat. And honestly, that may be the best thing for you. Okay. So you got to think about it. Not like, oh man, I don't have a hundred thousand dollars anymore. No, it's hey, I, I've got sixty thousand. I'm okay with that. Now, now you have a constraint. How can I find a creative way to still run and operate my business? off of that 60 G's. And you'll be amazed of kind of the solutions that you start bringing up to um, you know, your board of directors and yourself to say, okay, you know what? This operating expense, our sales team doesn't need it. The, the CRM, it's you know, whatever, right? Whatever it may be, you start really identifying that. So again, when we have a budget and we can only spend X amount of dollars, then we become more disciplined. It's actually, I always find it very interesting when you have certain constraints. Uh, and it's the same thing with like, you know, living your lifestyle. Hey, if you have only 3%, you're living off of 3%, right? And you're making 10,000, that's only $3,000. Oh, shoot, that's not that much. But then what's nice is that, hey, you know what? You you want to scale your monthly revenue. So now 3% of a larger amount of money, well, now all of a sudden you're, you're living in a better lifestyle. So that's that's what I look at a lot of times is, is this just helps discipline yourself and making sure you have those constraints in, in your life. And it's just, it's about discipline and automating that. As we're wrapping up here, Christian, what's what's the one thing you'd leave with the audience as they're thinking about kind of this profitability conundrum, where to start, you know, framework? Uh, what would you recommend? What would your advice be? Yeah, one of the biggest things is is taking action. We all know that, right? But it's a matter of what action to take, right? And so it's it's those minuscule actions. And so what I would recommend doing is um, 
if, if first of all, if you don't have, if you know your personality and you don't have that discipline to do it, find a bookkeeper, spend the three, four, five thousand dollars and help that bookkeeper and say, hey, I want to implement, uh, you know, profits first book, bookkeeper specifically. And they will help you automate that and start implementing those, those pr- processes. Uh, it is worth it on the front end because all of a sudden you build that foundation and that foundation is strong, right? Um, and then also what I would do is, is um, there are certain banks out there that, um, that, that give you the, the four to five, you know, kind of bank accounts that you can use for these specific things. And they can actually, you know, delegate that properly and automate that whole process for you. So X amount of dollars comes in your bank account. It automates that process according to each one of your bank accounts. So uh, that's what I would recommend doing. It's just a small minuscule thing. It's not that complicated, honestly. Um, you know, again, a, a good blueprint to start with is, you know, 1%, 2% for your own self, uh, you know, three to 5% for savings, 60% to 75%. Um, is for the operating expenses uh, and, and go from there. So that would be the, the blueprint. And then everything else, you find other, other you know, um, kind of bank accounts, if you will, or uh, categories to be able to put your money towards. So hopefully that makes sense. And that, that's what I would suggest is just kind of a, a quick plan of action. What are the banks or where do you find the list of banks that are open to kind of implementing the model you're talking about? Yeah, so there is, um, I use Bank of America. Um, I don't prefer it, uh, but that is, that is one that I use. Uh, there's another one I can't think of off the top of my head that actually implements the profits first. Uh, my bookkeeper, I could probably send it to you so you understand. Uh, you understand. I think it's I think it's first first national or something like that. I, I I forget that specific bank. So I apologize. I'm not not too familiar with that. Uh, but Bank of America, really any bank gives you the opportunity as long as you let them know and hey you know this is what I want and the bank manager will assist you uh, the thing is about banks is they love money <laughs> and they love lots of it so they will help you uh, keep a whole bunch of money in their in their bank so a lot of banks will, will actually assist you in that awesome um, as we're closing out if uh, listeners want to get in touch with you what's the best way for them to reach you yeah again so you know you can reach out to me at christiandevans.com um, um, or just you know Christian D Evans all over the internet. Uh, that's that's where I'm I'm at a lot of times. Uh, but obviously they can you know uh, have a conversation with me if they want to scale, implement certain things. I put out some good stuff on YouTube talking about more intermediate content. I don't talk about beginner stuff, how to make money online. I, I talk about more of intermediate, like building systems and processes and SOPs, and you know building a team around you so that you can really operate at a higher level. Um, and uh, you know that's where life is. It's it's a lot of fun and exciting. And honestly, sadly, a lot of people just can't get over the cash flow issue. So when you get over the cash flow issue, like win the war of a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, now all of a sudden, I mean, life gets a lot of fun. Uh, now all of a sudden, you just you got tons of cash flow and and you're more disciplined and and you have these systems operating at a high high level. So a lot of fun. And I really just appreciate you um, you know having me on, man, and having this conversation. Very exciting stuff, man. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Christian. Pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us today on The Prosperity Perspective. If you'd like to subscribe to our podcast, please head over to theprosperityperspective.com where you can hear from other successful business owners on their approach to investments. On our website, you'll be able to learn more about how DML Capital currently helps other business owners, like yourself, diversify their investments and grow their wealth. Take our short quiz to see if you're ready to take the next steps toward your financial success.